I do love that every day that goes by, more Sixers fans are like, maybe we should trade for James Harden. That watching that first quarter where they were struggling to score, I was like, oh man, maybe and then Harden <laughs> had twenty-eight and a half the other night, last night. Not great. Not the best. Episode three, drunk off PNR. Honestly, I didn't think we were gonna make it this far, especially after last week. Uh, Aiden, how are you doing? Doing great, just like you. Three episodes is about two more than we probably should have been green lighted for, but here we are. Have you uh, ever have you ahead. ever watched The Masked Singer? Uh, I have. I'm not like a fan, but I've seen it a couple times. I think that's how I qualify myself too. So you know how that when they first bring out the mass contestants, you hear them sing once, they have like one clue package, and then you have to guess. So you really don't have that much information. It's right. really just like a guess off your first impression. That's kind of where we're at in the NBA season, right? Like we've seen yeah. them play three times going into this episode. We're kind of just guessing off first impressions right now. Yeah, I mean, game four for the Celtics and Sixers is currently on if you're watching on the TikTok. If I make this a TikTok, it's right here. It's like you want to be able to project things and like you've watched enough where it's like, okay, this team looks decent, but it's also three games in. I think yeah. I feel like we're probably just excited, but like I'm amped. I'm ready. I'm happy there's meaningful NBA basketball being played. This to them is cardio. They didn't really have an off season. They didn't have a preseason. <laughs> These first few games are just cardio. And we will give a disclaimer. Like you said, the Celtics and Sixers are both playing right now. So if you hear just noises or yells or gaffes, it's because someone has done something in either of these two games. I have it on uh, to my left, and you have it on behind you. So I'm sure there, there's it, we're pretty good. Like we do radio, we do podcasts all the time, so we don't get tripped up on our words. There could be a few times where we lose our train of thought just because we're paying attention to <laughs> the game. I mean, I also need to mention I, I had to shave because the Celtics are an absolute embarrassment to the game of basketball. Listen, they they beat the Bucks. Mint, love it. Giannis, most unclutch MVP of all time, couldn't hit a a free throw to send the game to overtime. You fucking bum, but. <laughs> Lost by 28 to the Nets. Not great. Mm -mm. And then the other night, lost to the Pacers. They're playing the Pacers again, so hopefully they don't lose twice. But as of right now, they lost to the Pacers on a missed Jason Tatum step back three at the buzzer. Not the most like efficient shot, I'd argue. But you live, in, you live by the three, you die by the three, I guess. The undefeated Pacers at the time of recording... That will be foreshadowing for me. But hey, I think mustache looks great. Silver lining. I know they lost, but it's a long season. And the stash looks great. I, I don't I don't hate the stash. I didn't want to go stash because I just was I shaved and was oops, hit the mic. I shaved and was growing the uh beard back. So now we're kind of starting from scratch again. But uh unpopular opinion, if you ask my mom, I like the mustache. <laughs> she does not. I don't, it's not for moms. It's not for moms. No. You know, just, uh, you know, people, older generations have different opinions of mustaches than we do. I, I think, I think mustaches are cool. Every time I see a guy with a nice mustache, I'm like, I want to buy that guy a beer. He, he's That's the guy who has going. life figured out. To me, yeah. like if you have a mustache in your twenties, it's like, okay, you're bold. You have something figured out, but I haven't quite figured out yet. <laughs> No, exactly, exactly. Um, so let's just hop into the episode. Enough of the mustache talk before my mom turns the podcast off. Uh, who, so far, three games into the NBA season, has impressed you? What teams were you like kind of down on and they've just played well? Or what player has kind of stood out? Where's your head at? So like we talked about, three games in, so this is the perfect time to do it 
because going back to that mass singer analogy, we can be totally wrong right now and it's okay <laughs> because we just don't have too big of a sample size. And if you look at the top of the Eastern conference standings and we did some research to choose teams, there's a lot of teams up there who you wouldn't expect. The one team that you may expect in my first team that has stuck out to me, surprised me in a positive way are the Indiana Pacers who we just referred to earlier as playing the Celtics right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how you feel. I'm sure you feel a little bit differently because you need them to lose right now. And by the time of recording, they could have slid down. So I, we are recording on the fly, but so far through three games, I'm looking at them as, is this a team who's going to take the next step? Are they done being the six and seven seed? Couldn't they crack the top four in the East? So I, I think this year for the East is going to be one of the more competitive years. I think mm-hmm. there's six to seven solid teams. I think the West is still better. I think it's probably 10 teams in the West that could make the playoffs if it was like a you know best 16 gets in but i think the east is getting better and i think the pacers are one of those teams and maybe i'm low on them and maybe i'm biased because i need them to lose tonight (laughs) but i I think they're towards the bottom of the they're still in the playoff picture but i think they're towards the bottom half of those eight teams yeah but i i totally understand that because you're, you're looking at them and saying well i've seen this movie before it's the yeah. same James Harden effect that we've had. Like, uh, if you want to trade for him, but okay, we've seen come playoff time what happens to James Harden, and it's the same kind of effect with the Pacers. So we've seen how this movie plays out. They might be three and zero right now, but in a, in three months they're going to fall back to the six seed because we've seen right. them be the six and seven seed. I'm looking at them thinking Sabonis and Oladipo as a combination are pretty underrated, and I think. You got Warren in there too, so it's a solid big three. I genuinely think if there's going to be a year where they crack the top four in the East, it has to be this year. It's either do this this year or you're done. Like You've tried this 100 times, and you keep ending up six or seven seeds. So I think if you don't crack it this year, then you kind of need to – and I think Oladipo had already requested out, and then he was back in. So maybe one more year, and then he really requests out. Yeah, no, I mean – you bring up a good point. They need to like, kind of make their stamp this year. I just don't think they do. Um, I mean, it goes back to like Jermaine O'Neal days with the Pacers. I feel like my whole life they've been you know, that five to eight seed, like my entire life. Yes. You know, Paul George is on the team. They went to like the Western or the Eastern Conference Finals, got washed by LeBron for like three straight years. Dan yeah. Ranger before that, Jermaine O'Neal before that. Now it's Oladipo's turn to lose in the playoffs like i just this team just doesn't do it for me and maybe it's because just like not an exciting team to me they're just kind of there maybe that plays into it and i think, I think they have talent i like oladipo i like sabonis I like turner holiday mcconnell's decent enough i mean what warren like you said they're fine players i just think when you look at the top half or the projected top half of the east there's at least five or six teams better and and Malcolm Brogdon too. So see, yep. they they have a very solid core. Like when you really think about the roster, you start to say to yourself, you can't be the six seed if you have invested that much because they they've invested now in Sabonis Oladipo. They gave a big contract to Malcolm Brogdon to pry him away from the Bucks. You just can't be the six or seven seed once you've invested that much money. So to me, I'm looking at the two stars. You have your core around you, and I think as you mentioned, it's a pretty good core. Mm-hmm. So. What are we going to do? Are these guys going to take the next step? And so far, why I chose them as my team is because they have. Sabonis was named Eastern Conference Player of the Week. He's averaging over 24 so far this season. And I believe, last time I checked, he is 60% from the field. So he's been very efficient in his game too, giving you 37 minutes. Um, So maybe they take that next step, maybe not. But so far, so good. Yeah, like I I think they're a good team. I think the East is getting better. I just don't know if they're home court yet and i don't know if if they're going to like you said this kind of needs to be the year that they do it i just don't see it for them um for because we're doing two of these each so my first team that i've been impressed with i'm going to hop over to the western conference it's a team that we talked about in our first episode okay the new orleans pelicans (laughs) you have come full circle (laughs) listen i'm not saying that they're good i'm not saying that they're going to be good 
technically they're tied for first place in the West right now. Again, three games in, they're two and one. They've been good. Zion seems to be who we think he is. Brandon Ingram seems to have gotten better. I don't know if you saw Josh Hart. He got engaged. Dude's got a fat ass. So, like, it's everything's trending positive for the Pelicans. Yeah, that was a wild tweet from you to just acknowledge <laughs> that man's ass. Bro, he's caked up. That's not my fault. <laughs> on a Thursday afternoon. On a Thursday afternoon. Double caked up for no good reason. Proposing to his, his now fiance and just yammed up. I, that was crazy. That is one of the funniest scenes and episodes in, in all of in all of television. I just can't get over how just ridiculous that is. <laughs> but I, I do think, you know, uh, talking about next steps, you didn't really have a full year of Zion mm-hmm. last year. Now you do. Brandon Ingram is his going to be his complimentary asset, I guess you could say. And I've talked about this before. I can see them getting off to a hot start and then maybe turning into this fire sale at the deadline. But I don't know. You know, if if you if you think you have something in Ingram and Zion, you're not going to sell off Steven Adams and J.J. Redick at the, de- at the deadline. So they're, they're an iffy one to me. We'll see. Because yeah, I think it teeters, you right. know? I, yeah, I do, I do. I think they've been good. I don't know. Same with the Pacers, except, I mean, a little different because I think the Pelicans have a few more years left in them than the Pacers do, just like mm-hmm. the protection. Um, Pelicans are looking at like a five-year plan. Pacers are looking at like a one, two-year plan. Um, I can see if if the season starts to take a decline for the Pelicans, like I do think it will. If they can get some picks for a Steven Adams, for a JJ, I don't know why they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like those are guys who are would be great pieces on a team that's contending. The Pelicans are nowhere near contending. Even if they somehow make the playoffs and they're the eighth or seventh seed, they are getting destroyed by either the Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, Mavs. They are getting housed. So yeah. it's best for the Pelicans to kind of like the Thunder. It's best for these teams to be bad. I just don't know if they're bad enough to get where they need to get. Exactly. You know, like JJ Redick, that's a shooter who would look great on the Sixers. If that ever happened, you know, if the Sixers could somehow magically pull that off, that'd be great. He'd be a great complimentary asset to Joel Embiid. So may- maybe that happens at the deadline, but no, it just, that's a perfect kind of where you're at in your five-year plan. The NBA is such a five-year plan league where you, you have, and the Pelicans are literally in year one because I give them a free pass on Zion's rookie year because he didn't really play. So you're planning for this long-term future. If you if you make it as an eight seed, like you said, and you get stomped by the Lakers, where did that get you? But if you added a, a few picks because you sold off two people who aren't going to be part of your future in Steven Adams and J.J. Redick, then okay. Now we're starting to really build something. So we'll see with them, but I have been impressed by the start because I have never really been totally sold on Brandon Ingram, Mm -hmm. but I think he's played really well after he got a contract. So basically he's doing a reverse Wiggins. They were like, we need more from you. We'll give you this contract, but we need more from you. And then he actually gave you more instead of what Wiggins did. Yeah. I mean, I think Brandon Ingram's really good. I think I think he's one of the players that kind of like on the Tatum spectrum where it's like, mm-hmm. it's still LeBron's league. It's still, you know, KD's league. Give it five, you know, seven years when those guys finally retire. We're going to be talking about the Jason Tatum's, the Brandon Ingram. It's like those complete offensive players where I don't mm-hmm. think Ingram has it together like Tatum does on the defensive end. Not to say that Tatum's a perfect defender, but when you were talking offense and when you're talking NBA, you're mostly talking offense. Those are the guys that are, we're going to be talking about. Like these are like the top, you know, five scores in the NBA right now. Yeah. And like you mentioned, I think Tatum is, is ways ahead of, of Ingram right now, but you wanted to see Ingram take this next step. And here we are. He's the perfect, he's a perfect case for, okay, who's impressed you so far? Cause this yeah. is the guy you want to put in this category. Like you started the season saying we we knew Tatum was, was solid. We know this could be his league in five years. We wanted Brandon Ingram for this to be his league in the next few years, a perennial all-star. And now perfect, perfect example. Three games in, he looks pretty solid. 
Yeah, Ingram's a perfect example of that guy. And it, I feel like it never happens, but you're like, if he can continue to progress and get better, he's going to be an absolute problem in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. We were saying that a couple of years ago. Now he's a problem. Give it a couple more years. If he continues to progress, I, I really do think he'll be, like you said, a perennial all-star, all-NBA type of player. I agree. I totally agree. Do you want to do your second team? Do you want to do Snake, or do you want me to go? Yeah, sure. I'll go my second team. I don't have much to say. Because I wanted to get two teams, and I wanted to have one in each conference. I'm going, and this is one of my teams that is, was on my league pass, the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. They're 3-0. Right. They were 2-0 without Rondo. Rondo just played his first game. I think I believe it was last night, which would, would have been Monday because we're recording on Tuesday. They're 3-0. Trey Young just continues to pull up from the uh, logo like it's nobody's business. He's throwing alley-oops to John Collins, the three-quarter court. This team is fun. I I think they have a real shot at making the playoffs. I actually do think, and we'll t- kind of get into this later in the show, if the Hawks make the playoffs, this could be a team that steals a series. I, I That is definitely the sneakiest team. There's no way you want to be in a track meet in Atlanta no. w- with this team in the first round. That just doesn't seem like it'd be much fun. Especially also, a team like the Bucks too. The Bucks, for whatever reason, they're monsters on offense and defense in the playoffs. They can't score in the regular season, but they can't score in the playoffs. The Bucks do not want to see Atlanta in the playoffs. I feel like that's like an Atlanta or a Miami-Milwaukee type of series where it's just like <laughs> you just can't keep up with them. It, it Atlanta would be a team. You know how there's always there's always a few teams where they don't realize that they're supposed to lose. You know, like they, you're in the playoffs for for Giannis to advance and for them to keep moving and for him to get a ring. But oh my god, Embiid's on the ground. Oh, didn't he miss the last game too? He did, but that was planned. This okay. doesn't look like a planned thing. That's not great. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but that's not. <laughs> Not the most ideal thing. Where were we at? Uh, you were saying how the Hawks were just going to sweep the Sixers in the playoffs. Yeah, so the Hawks will be in a track meet. The Sixers won't be ready for it. <laughs> no, but they're they're a team where they could catch fire and shoot, I don't know, hit, hit, hit 22 threes in a game and just be unconscious. And really, there's no defense that you could play. So I, I do like that Hawks pick. Like we said, top of the Eastern Conference right now. It's all the teams you wouldn't expect. The Cavs are three and zero. You've got the Hawks that are three and zero. Pacers are not three and zero. But there's a few teams up there. Where you're like, what are you doing up here? Right. I mean, the Magic are three and zero. And the Magic are three and zero. We'll get to them in a little bit too. Yeah. So real quick, my other team. I had the Sacramento Kings. They're two and one right now. And I, I'm putting in them in there for a strength of schedule. So we had a debate about the Nuggets and how we could kind of see them being a bit of a regression candidate, but still a top four seed in the West. So they beat the Nuggets and then they beat the Suns in a split back to back with them. And the Suns were a team that you and I were both really high on. Mm-hmm. So I thought those were two impressive wins to start the season for De'Aaron Fox and the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. And I mean, I said that the Kings were probably going to be one of the teams that are down at the bottom of the conference with the Pelicans. So to have both of them to be completely just leading the conference right now, big, uh, you know, just mud in my face or whatever the saying, I don't know what the saying is. Um, egg on my face. There it is. Mud. Where'd I get mud from? Mud, uh, egg, anything. <laughs> I got shit on my face. Cause I don't know anything about basketball. Apparently, <laughs> uh, I do think similar to the Pelicans. Like it's a fun team. I like De'Aaron Fox. But I don't see this continuing. Like they're not going to be the four seed in the West. They're just not no. going to be. I could I could see them sneaking in the playoffs. Is that fair to say? Like, is that a fair assessment of them? I think we are talking about projections and predictions way earlier than we're, we should be. So I think it's fair at this point. I don't expect them to. I do think they'll miss the playoffs. And I think it's similar to the Pelicans. I think it's in their best interest to miss the playoffs, get a decent pick, and try to – they hit on Darren Fox. They hit on Ta- Tyler Halliburton. He seems to be really good, the rookie this year. Hit on another one. Maybe you get that organic, you know, like the Warriors did with, you know, the Steph, Draymond, Clay. If you can just build up with your shitty team – keep the core guys you might have something in a couple years yeah exactly as i love that uh i love that saying 
just build organically, get rid of the shitty guys, and you'll be all right. <laughs> they always miss one step. They never get rid of the shitty guys, or they never build organically. If you do both, you win a couple titles. They, they've just—they're almost like the Jaguars of the of the NBA, where hmm. you, you always see them in the lottery, and that tells you what does that tell you that you're missing on draft picks. But recently, they've been better. So, I think maybe we're on the right steps. I think playoffs are a good goal for them this year. I think the Aaron Fox would be such a bigger star in this league if he wasn't playing in Sacramento. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, say yeah. No say where was he drafted at? He was 5th overall, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, 5th, yeah. Fifth, yeah. Fifth, I think that's what's cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think who was up there. That was the same draft as Luka and Trey Young, right? I think so. That was what 3 3 years ago? Yeah, um, maybe, I'm maybe so he might be a year draft. older than those guys. He might be a year older. No, I think because he was in the Aiden draft. And yeah, he first that round. No, yeah. no, because they took Bagley. Oh my god! Oh Bagley. yeah! yeah How can Bagley. we forget? How can Bagley. we forget? This is that was my perfect point. The right. Jaguars of the league. Right. Why are you constantly in the lottery? Well, it's because you took Marvin Bagley and missed out on one, two, possibly three generational talents in the top five. Listen, you could have had Luca. You could have had Trey. You went with the big guy who can't get on the court. Yes, might be as almost as bad as the Magic taking Mo Bamba. Well, well, remind me that draft. I know same that. Well, I mean, no, same draft. Same draft. <laughs> same draft. I think I, yeah, I want to say, if I can remember correctly, it went Aiton, um, then Bagley two. I think Bomba went four. I guess I should look this up, huh? We NBA draft twenty eighteen. I'll just run it, run it over for you. You're right. So it is Aiton, Bagley, and then Luka Doncic, Jaron Jackson for Memphis, Trey Young. Mo Bamba at six, and then Wendell Carter Jr., Colin Sexton, Kevin Knox, and then the Sixers took Mikel Bridges and then traded him for Mr. Peanut, Zaire Smith, and then SGA went 11th. So, yeah, not the best. <laughs> was Porter Jr. in that draft class? He was not. I He was, he was a rookie draft. last year, so... De'Aaron Fox must have been 2017, so I'll look that one up and see yeah, where he Fox, was at. Was Fox in the – he was either in the Jalen Brown or the Tatum draft then. He was. So here's a perfect example. Say the Sixers don't make that stupid trade for Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. And let's just get into that next part because we're going to do around the NBA sure. right now. Sure. But so say they don't make that trade. They're sitting there at three. The Celtics take Tatum at one like they plan to. Lakers always plan to take ball. Say the Sixers take De'Aaron Fox at three. I think his career trajectory is different just because in a larger market, he'd be such a bigger star and he'd be immediately in the playoffs with that Sixers team. Right. So I I think we'd have more recognition of him. I don't think if if we're doing like the revisionist history, I don't think he would get you. I I don't think you win a title because he's on the team, but the team's Mm -hmm. clearly better because he's on the team over Markel Foles. Exactly. Yeah. So you're right that they don't want a title, but I think from like a, maybe it doesn't, it benefits the team. They they still wouldn't want a title, but I think it'd be more for Fox's career and for his brand. If he was playing in Philadelphia versus uh, Sacramento, but Hey, you know, had to trade up for Markel Fultz. So, Hey, when you can get a generational talent, like Markel Fultz in the building, you have to trade up from three to one. And that's what the magic ended up doing, trading for Markel Fultz. So let's get into a little bit of around the NBA. One of the topics we wanted to talk about was Fultz because the magic are playing well. Mm-hmm. And he, last time I checked, is averaging 20 points per game. So yeah, not bad. And not bad. That's kind of what we were promised. How do we feel about him right now? So when we talked about him, I was a little, I've always been a little bit more pro Markel than some people. I believe I'm more pro Markel than you just that Philly connection is tough, to, it's tough to break that Philly connection, but he's playing 30 minutes a game. He's shooting 49% from the field. Like you said, averaging 20 points a night. That's not bad. Uh, you know, we, this is what we wanted him to do year one. It's year four and he's doing it, but mm-hmm. he's doing it. I did see a tweet and I, I found it funny. Somebody said, this is why you can't give up on these young, young kids. 
because it sometimes it takes a few years to get in get into a position where you're where you're successful. Sometimes it takes a while. You just can't give up. Uh, the Sixers didn't give up on Markel Fultz. <laughs> they started him over JJ Redick. They gave him every opportunity in the world. They went sent him to every possible doctor for his imaginary shoulder injury. That was really just a brain injury. They didn't give up on him. He just wasn't good. They were almost forced to give up on him. He gave up on them. Listen, all that matters is you did not have to trade him. And if you didn't trade him, he'd still be on the team today, averaging 20 points. Funniest part about that, the trade up for Markel Fultz might not even be as bad as the trade to get rid of Markel Fultz, where you traded. I'm not going to go full why I hate the Sixers, but I actually love the Sixers. So they traded Markel Fultz away. All they got in return was Jonathan Simmons' expiring contract, which they then had to trade away in the draft. Or I'm sorry, they had to give up a second round pick to get rid of Jonathan Simmons' pick. Um, or contract in the off season. So instead of drafting what's bowl bowl from the nuggets in the second yep. round, the Sixers didn't have their pick because they had to sell it away to get rid of Jonathan Simmons, who they obtained for Markel Fultz. So somehow on the back half, it was almost as bad as the front half of the Markel Fultz trade. Yeah, no, none of those, not one trade mentioned there was good for the Sixers. No, I I did that rant after this past season. They missed on every single on every single trade for three years, and I won't go. Maybe I'll just do a <laughs> podcast. Just if if you really want to know my brand, I'll sit down and do a drunk off PNR why Sorry. the Sixers sucked for three years and just go over all the moves. But yeah, but I mean, I don't like I said we talked about him before. I don't root against him. Mm-hmm. I find Orlando to be the most confusing team in terms of what logistically, what is your plan here? So I, I hope it works out for him there. I think Orlando's a perfect spot because people go to Disney world. They don't go to magic games. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week. I wish nothing but the best for Markel, but the magic are where role players go to die. <laughs> yeah. So or go to thrive and you don't even know it's just just uh, just weird it's the island of misfit toys you just they sign all these guys and have high price tags and for what for where for why Evan Fournier on that contract you know Jonathan Isaac Markel Fultz I just don't I don't get it I just it, they seem to reward mediocrity so I, I'm I just don't I don't like the magic it's not a Markel Fultz thing speaking of mediocrity the Milwaukee Bucks are one and two. Oh, love that. <laughs> I mean, they lost on opening night to the Celtics on a buzzer beater by uh, Tatum over the reigning defensive player of the year slash back-to-back MVP, by the way. And then that same defensive player of the year, back-to-back MVP, got a foul called for, like, for him, which the league later said that was not a foul. It was very clearly not a foul because there was no contact. They gave him two shots to tie the game and go into overtime. Guess what he did, Aiden? Give me a guess. Choked. He choked. The back-to-back MVP couldn't hit a free throw in an empty gym to tie the game. And to piggyback off that, Mm -hmm. it somehow gets worse. What? Speaking of, of where role players go to die... He then lost to the Knicks. No, that can't be true. The New York Knicks. Are you telling me that the back-to-back MVP lost by 20 points to the New York Knickerbockers? Yes. In He's the in that gun. 20? <laughs> he, oh, my goodness. He signed that five-year extension. It took three games. He was like, well, <laughs> that was probably a mistake. <laughs> Probably should have traded him to Miami. I don't know. <laughs> they have him locked up till 2025 oh, now and lost God. the Knicks two weeks later. <laughs> it was literally you gave him the biggest contract in basketball just to get mopped up by Alfred Payton. Every every yeah, Julius Randle cooked that man for 30 points. 
<laughs> Yo, I can't. I think I could lock up Julius Randle. What the fuck? Ooh, he, he has one move. He does a spin to his left every single time. Every, like all, every time you watch him, it's like, you know it's coming, and he just couldn't do it. Couldn't stop at all. I remember watching Julius Randle at Kentucky during the uh, during March Madness. And he would just like every once in a while he would shoot like a wide open corner three and just completely like front rim it. And you know when you shoot the ball and you shoot it so bad, but it still has the rim, instead of bouncing out, it just bounced straight down. Yes. That was Julius Randall every time he shot a corner three. No arc at all. His game no hasn't arc. changed since he's left Kentucky. He's just a big, broad shouldered, strong guy who can finish with contact and has a nice left go to his left spin move. And nothing else, nothing has changed. And I mean, this kind of, this almost turned into hating on or shitting on Julius Randle. I like Julius Randle. That he should not be dropping 30 on fucking Giannis Antetokounmpo. That, yeah, that was at the point. The point was to <laughs> maybe kind of shit on the Bucks while we had a chance. Yeah, until they win the East again. Yes. Well, that I actually wanted to talk to you about that because with the way the Nets are, where we think that they're pretty good, and do, do you think that in the back of their head that the Bucks take a step back just because mentally they say to themselves, you know, we keep seeing the same demise. We keep having this great record. And where is it getting us? You know, at the end of the day, I'm working this nine to five and I think I'm productive. And at the end of the day, my paycheck isn't adding up when I get to the playoffs. So do you think in the back of their mind they see this new enemy who's clearly very talented and yeah. something to to a force to be reckoned with? Do you think in the back of their head they regress just because you know they keep meeting the same demise and now there's a new enemy? I can see first off, I think the Nets are and I know Dinwiddie tore his ACL. Sorry. Which sucks. I, I think he might just be done. I, I haven't like looked into it too much. I saw a partial ACL tear and assumed that's that's a season right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with or without Dinwiddie, the Nets on paper are more talented than the Bucks. I think the Bucks know that. I don't know if it's going to come into play against other teams, but I think there's going to be that mental lapse when they play the Nets. I don't think anyone, except for maybe Chris Middleton on that Bucks team, has that like killer instinct where they're like, oh, everyone says this team is better than us. I'm going off for 50. You know, like Chris Middleton does that nightly against the Celtics. Like my, since he's coming to the league, he will drop 35 on the Celtics like that. I hate it. He is in my nightmares. The Nets aren't the Celtics, though. That's true. Yeah. I uh I don't know. I just that was I just wanted to run that by you because that was my thought today. We don't have to get into it too much, but that I was thinking about that. I could just see them taking a step back. I feel like mentally sometimes sometimes teams regress just because there's a new enemy and nothing has changed for you. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I, I felt that way with a few NFL teams recently where maybe they're just regressed. Teams are just progressing past them and they realize it and it causes them to regress instead of meeting them. Before we move off the Bucks, and I do think it would be a little bit different if they got Bogdan because I think Bogdan is like that type of player that they need. Yeah. They one of the only teams in recent memory that have been in trouble for tampering. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean the bucks and Daryl Morey, I think the Lakers got in trouble a couple of years ago for tampering. Other than that, I think just like Twitter just had this running joke. Like, yeah, they're all cheating. Why would it like the, it's one of those things that the league had to like step up and be like, all right, we have to somewhat enforce this rule. Like you just can't be a free for all where people are just dictating where they're going. Like you just can't openly recruit people like college basketball. It was turning in the college basketball and the college basketball turning in the NBA. We're doing like a freaky Friday situation, <laughs> but it's uh, it was one of those things where I think there was like a message sent, especially with the Bogdan thing. Cause I think that one was serious. Like, it was a trade agreed on before you were allowed to do Make trades. Yes. Like, this, this, like, was, like blatant, reported it. Yeah. There, there was like the most blatant who gives a fuck about the rules you've ever seen. You know, I almost didn't even try. Like the, the, the Daryl Morey thing, he, he tweeted out if it wasn't James Harden and if James Harden wasn't in the news with, with the Sixers so much, I don't think he would have gotten fine like he did. Cause it was clearly, Anyone who uses Twitter knows what an automated tweet looks like. Yeah. That was clearly he just forgot to turn that off. Especially it was very awkward because it was like 
he had rockets reminders set on his phone. So he was like, oh, congratulations. Or if it was like another player on the rockets, I don't think we run into these issues. So that one was like minor. Yeah. But the, the Bucks one was just like tampering 101. Yeah, no, I mean, the Bucks they can't really seem to get anything right. Um, I don't really have much else other than like it's hilarious that the Bucks lost by 20 to the Knicks. Like that's that might be my favorite story we talk about tonight. That was that it was my favorite game of the year so far. <laughs> the only other thing to get serious for a second, because mm-hmm. that is hilarious, but we do have to come down, go the opposite direction. John Morant gets hurt last night out three to five weeks with the grade two ankle sprain. I know this is your guy. You yeah. love Ja. You are the captain of the Ja Morant club. How are we feeling today? Uh, I am happy to hear it's just like, you know, it's a sprain three to five weeks. It's a decent chunk of time, but it's three to five weeks. When it first happened, his reaction, because I'm not sure if you saw the video or whoever's listening saw the video, he was defending a shot, came down, came down funny. And you know when you like twist your ankle, you do like that little hop thing? Mm-hmm. That was the most aggressive hop halfway to the locker room I've ever seen in my entire life. I thought, no joke, thought that was like an Achilles. Yes. And that well, was like fear in my eyes, terrified. Oh, no, what the fuck? Yeah. So to find out, to me thinking it might be like a season-long Achilles injury like KD had, to be, okay, it's a sprain, which isn't great, but out a month i can live with that i think you know, happy to hear is only that too yeah so the the achilles achilles are weird because it's almost like discomfort like everyone who's torn their achilles says the same thing they look back and they think they their shoe fell off their foot but it's really your achilles pop with mm-hmm. ankle sprain so i've sprained my ankle so many times that the ligaments in my leg do not work anymore <laughs> it it just feels like you get shot in right but where the leg connects to the foot when you tear those ligaments, it is just like someone stuck a bullet smack dab in the middle between your tibia and your foot. And that's probably what he felt like, which is why it was so dramatic. And then you're like an ankle sprain. Right. But there are different types of it. Depending on where you catch those ligaments, it could feel like someone's tearing your foot off. That's probably what happened to him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy that they, they ended up being good. That was against the Nets, too, which the Grizzlies ended up winning. Uh, It was without Katie and Kyrie, so, you know, a little asterisk there. But they lost their best player at halftime. Grizzlies rallied around. I think this team's decent. It's a good young team. I think with Jaw at full strength, this is a a serious, you know, 7, 8, 9, 10 type of team in the West. Talk about a team that can't catch a break. I mean, this is a team that was going to be in the playoffs until the bubble started. Half their roster got depleted once they got there. They come back the, the following season, and three games in, your star player blows his ankle ligaments out. So it's I uh, I do feel bad for them. Yeah, but they'll get them back, and I don't know what their schedule looks like. I don't have it in front of me. I'm sure you know they'll they'll probably drop down in the standings a bit without Jaw, obviously, but. I think they'll be okay. It's a team to keep an eye on come March. And the last thing I'll say on it, I hate Kyle Lowry. That has nothing to do with this, but <laughs> just just the worst, man. It's just, I hate watching him play. So the Morant thing. I'm not an expert on, on many things in life, but I am experts on ankle sprains. So when you get like a timetable of three to five weeks, that's probably three weeks would be like where he doesn't have ankle pain and he's technically healthy. Mm-hmm. healthy and ready to play in an NBA basketball game when you have an ankle sprain are two different things. Cause yeah. the one thing with the ankle and the ligaments in the ankle is that's all of your balance. That's all of just, and for someone who relies on explosiveness so much, it's he's going to look a step slow when he first gets back. It's going to take three to five weeks for him to be ready to play. And then for him to be effective, it's going to take another few weeks. Yeah, and I mean, like we said in last week's episode, John Morant is John Wall without the gang affiliation, so that explosiveness is everything. Yeah, so it'll that's one to me that's going to be interesting. Like, I'd like to see that in a, a, like March. Like, where where are they at come March one? Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I mean, if you saw the video, it was one of like the most impressive, most athletic 
ankle injury I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he jumped 30 feet in the air, came down funny on his ankle. What are you going to do? You jump that high, things are going to happen. Then that's what we've been worried about with him for as long as we've known who he was. He yeah, was very jump. explosive, jumps jump. very high. And come, he has little chicken legs, and sometimes he yeah. comes down, and it, it like he's just an awkward lander. I, I think that's the best way I can describe it. He is an awkward lander. He yeah. should never go. You know those places that are just trampolines? Yeah, I forget what they're called. Like just yeah. any, any trampoline place. The entire place is just a trampoline. He should never go there. Should be in his contract. Please no. never go. No, for sure. He would literally jump through the ceiling and. We can't have that. So never uh, stay away from the trampolines, get healthy, get some rest. We have a segment that was actually requested by one of our TikTok followers. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do, and we didn't want to do this this early just because it is such a guessing game, but it has been requested and we are going to just do it. Fuck it. Once we're wrong, we'll probably do it again in a couple of months. Yeah, playoff predictions the way too fucking early playoff predictions. That's it. We're trademarking that, by the way. Don't steal it. Wait, yeah, too- <laughs> way too fucking early playoff predictions. Do you want how do you want it? You want to do east then west? What do we want to do? Let's do east first because I think east is easier and I think there's less debate. There's probably debate on the seating, but probably not as much debate on the teams. Okay, so, so do you want me to just give you my eight or do you want to go back and forth? Give me, give me your eight. Okay, so I'm gonna go just one to eight. Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Raptors, Heat, Sixers, Pacers, Hawks. Oh man! So here, I'll just shout out. It was Will underscore Free B, who was the person who gave us this idea. So shout out. We're following on TikTok. Thank you for the idea. And I just scratched my new iPhone. Damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's been a rough 15 minutes. And Bede's back, though. So oh. he did it. Slow um, and the Sixers went on a run at the end of the quarter. So I'll just give you mine because this is going to be hilarious. Okay. You, it's what Kevin and I do on Birds vs. Boys. Just eventually you start to sync up brains. I have Nets one, Bucks two, Celtics three, Sixers I have Heat four, Sixers five, Raptors six, Pacers seven, Hawks eight. Okay. We, we I mean, both like the Hawks a lot. That's a technical on Embiid. Oh, what are you going to do? Guy the Hawks. God trade him for Harden. This is Kyle Lowry's fault. He's just a gnat. Calling Kyle Lowry a gnat is the perfect description for Kyle Lowry. He just never uh, goes away. I think it's. I think that's a pretty obvious eight. I don't think there's any hot takes there. The seating we had pretty similar. I I have the Sixers lower than you, but not by much. I have them at six. You have them at five. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't. There's not really much commentary to be had here. I think that's probably. I think maybe people might not have the Hawks in there. I don't know who they're swapping out unless it's the Magic. But I don't. I think the Hawks are better. Which is the magic thing to do is just be the eight seed all the time. Just be there. They're just there for no good reason. They're just there. If the Bucks get the one seed, you know who want the magic instead of the Hawks? The Milwaukee Bucks. They they do not <laughs> want any part like we talked about. They don't want any part of the Hawks. If they get to see the magic for a third straight year, that's that's uh, that's ice cream. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um. So Western Conference. This will this will definitely be more extensive to finish it off. I think, yeah, I think this will be a little bit different, and we'll probably wrap up the show after this. Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Mavs. Stop Jazz. after four. Oh, okay. Stop right there. So you have, because I, I think five. this is so competitive. I think we should do, five is fine, because okay. four and five are pretty much interchangeable, especially in a year where we might not have fans in a playoff game. Yep. So run those back for me. Lakers, Nuggets, Nuggets Clippers, Mavs, Jazz. Okay, so let's break yours down. Okay, I think uh, we've talked about this before, but you got the Nuggets ahead of the Clippers. I do two seed, so kind of taking over for the Clippers there. Clippers fall a spot back. The Jazz seem like a wild card. You have them at five, correct? I have them at five. Gotcha. So I yeah. So that is uh that is one team where. We may have talked about this, but they were the six seed last year, played the Nuggets, probably should have beat the Nuggets, who were the three seed. 
Yep. That is a team sitting there at five who could throw a wrench in this thing. For sure. That's a team who they're a good team and they don't get the respect they deserve. I think it's because they're boring. Do they like Rudy Gobert? Do I have to give him respect? Like, is that a thing that he's earned and that I should do? No, listen, Rudy Gobert, I'll die on this hill, is the reason coronavirus is in America. Yes. So (laughs) we don't have to give him any respect. It's the sole reason that I am at home at work for the last nine months. So that is a thing. I've said it on Twitter a thousand times. I'll say it here. Fuck that French fuck. I totally agree. I totally <laughs> agree. All right. So you gave me your first five. Give me your last three. We'll just keep going you. Suns, Warriors, Rockets. Hmm. Okay. So I think the Rockets are another team. If we're splitting them into tiers and you're doing upper tier West, lower tier West, mm-hmm. the wild card in the upper tier would be the Jazz to me. The lower tier wild card would be the Rockets for a multitude of reasons. One, I think John Wall is still good at basketball. I agree. Actually, I'll give you three reasons. Second one being this COVID thing where they really haven't played together. So I know even though it's been three games, we still don't know what that team is. Right. And then three, do they trade James Harden? If they don't, that's a really good team. Yeah, I I think at this point, I don't know if James Harden gets traded. I was very sure he would get traded. As soon as the season started, I was less sure. And now that he is just playing well, like I think most of us expected him to. Mm-hmm. And John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins have not played with him yet. Mm-hmm. And it seems that Harden still has good team chemistry with a couple of the guys on the team. Christian Wood has been playing well. Don't know what the fuck Detroit was doing when they let him go. But... Uh- who guess who else had Christian Wood and let him go? Oh no. Sixers. Oh no. I didn't even know that. When did that happen? Yeah. Uh, actually, let me read you a tweet today oh. about the Sixers team in 2016. I'll just do this quickly, but Christian Wood was a part of it. So here is what the Sixers roster looked like in 2016. So okay. if they just flat out do nothing, if we take a hiatus like a politician in a pandemic, this is what <laughs> we would have ended up with. Okay. 2016 Sixers had Joel Embiid. Good. Nerlens Noel. Decent. Rashawn Holmes. Yeah. Christian Wood. Good. Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Robert Covington. Good. TJ McConnell. Good. And they had Dario Sarge coming over. Don't hate that. That's a decent team. That core, right? They had to do nothing. And then they ended up, after that season, getting Ben Simmons. So they just... Didn't have to do anything. They could have just Ow. taken the rest of the years off. Imagine that team with James Harden instead yeah. of Ben Simmons. That <laughs> might win a title. It might. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a decent team. It's very, very, very funny that Christian Wood started his career on the Sixers. I had no idea, honestly. I thought mm-hmm. he didn't really like become a basketball player until last year on the Pistons. I like haven't didn't really know much about him. If I'm being completely honest until last year, I knew about him on the Sixers. Cause he was one of those preseason heroes where you're like, wow, they really found something like this guy balls out every night. And then they cut him. Mm. He, he did play for them during the regular season. And for some reason they just, he was a summer league guy, huge summer league, just star. They also then, had, um, the Sixers also had Okafer around that time too. So do you want to keep 17 centers on the team? You know, I didn't want Okafor at the beginning. I didn't want him in the middle. I didn't want him on the end. I didn't want him to be the sixth center on the team. I didn't want him to be the eighth center on the team. I wanted nothing to do with him. Then you, you drafted him like fourth overall or something. So third overall. Yep. Third Chris overall. Pops was four. So that happens. Oh, that would have been a decent uh, tag team with Joel. Imagine the Joel KP tag team with Ben Simmons. That would have been actually pretty good. And actually, their playing styles that actually would have went well. So. Just uh, recap your your one through eight in full. I, w- I just want to stop you in the middle because I think the West has more intrigue. But go ahead and rattle off the top eight for you. We got the Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Mavs, Jazz, Suns, Warriors, Rockets. Gotcha. So I, I this is why I want to do this because I think there's some intrigue. I'll give you my top four. 
because I believe we have the same teams, maybe different order. Mm-hmm. But at one, I have the Lakers. Sure. Uh, it's hard not to at this point because I think they won a championship and then got better. Correct. At two, I have the Clippers. I'm still big on a bounce back year. They've started two and one and beat the Lakers on opening night. But before, hold on. They have Paul George. Makes but they think. do have Paul George. Makes you think. <laughs> Al Seth Curry is involved. Is the favorite <laughs> part of the headlines that I have. Every time I look at that, I laugh. I just, and I feel bad because, you know, it's just family it, stuff. It happens. You know what just talking about. Check out our Instagram, Drunk Off PNR. We posted a uh, a clip today. Today's Tuesday, so we posted a clip today of just like random quotes we said that were funny during the show, and we had a, a screenshot of a headline <laughs> about Paul George cheating on Doc Rivers' uh, daughter with a stripper, and now that daughter is married to Seth Curry. It's just it's the best love triangle of all time that no one talks about. <laughs> It's also just such a ridiculous headline. So how Paul George once cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter with a stripper on a yacht who he allegedly tried to pay a $1 million for an abortion but eventually fell in love with, and now they have two kids. <laughs> Semicolon. How Seth Curry is involved. <laughs> Dude, it's like it's a, it's the greatest soap opera ever. It's a, there's so many moving parts. And then just the cherry on top of the end. How Seth Curry is involved. <laughs> so I don't like that guy. I think, and he's going to get in trouble for the headline that he had this week with Bronny and Larsa Pippen. Yep. Kind of making that up, and that's literally illegal. And, but I'll tell you what, what a headline that is. <laughs> and just since we kind of brought it up, Larsa, slide my DMs. Yeah. I'm of age. So Jeez, I was going to say, you have a mustache and you're a big lady. And I won't tell Scotty unless you want me to. Scotty doesn't know. All right. So uh, what what are your other – what's your three and four? So at three, I have the Nuggets. I think they stay in place from last year at that three seed. At four, probably making the biggest jump is the Mavs because I'm big on Luka this year in their offensive efficiency. So, so far through the first four, we have the same teams. I was expecting for you Mavs to be three, Nuggets to be four. You could uh, the Mavs haven't impressed me yet, but they also don't have Chris Stops yet, so they're not at their final form. They haven't just beat the Clippers by fifty. Yeah, but Kawhi didn't even play. KP didn't play. Yeah, but I don't know. No, I, I know Kawhi's, Kawhi's their most important player. I agree. We'll, so we'll it out. it, I would love to. I would be very happy if they were three because I'm not. I, I like the way the Nuggets draft. I'll I'll, I'll let them stay three because I think they have more stability through through an entire season. If they met in a playoff series at the end of the year, there's a solid chance I go Mavs. Okay. What's your last now, for the back half? Because I think that's where we run into okay some controversy. Okay. At five, I have the Suns. Mm-hmm. leaping into the playoffs after their big bubble performance. Five, Just high five. on Devin Booker. Yeah. I think they've drafted extremely well. At six, I have the Jazz. So we would be faced with another Nuggets-Jazz series in the first round at three versus six. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to touch on past what we said earlier. Do I have to give Rudy Gobert respect? Like, just because he got a super max, nothing has changed. He's still Rudy Gobert, right? I, I didn't miss anything. You know, last time I checked, he does still wear berets and is named Rudy. So, and can't shoot at the center. You know, he's just a rim protector. He's just like pretty good at being a rim runner, which is probably like the third or fourth most important part of a team. Yeah. Also, I forget who it was. I wish I could remember. There was a tweet floating around of someone putting Rudy Gobert in the washing machine just absolutely had him spinning. I, I cannot remember who it was. I wish I could. I think it, it was, was Steph. Was it this year? Yeah, it was this year. I think it was game two. Oh, well that's the problem. There's so many instances of him being put in a washer that it's hard <laughs> to know. I know Steph did it in the past. I think Westbrook did it as well. While you look it up, I will get into my final two. Okay. So, at seven, I have the Houston Rockets. It's kind of contingent on what happens with James Harden. But I think if he is there, he, Wall, and Christian Wood, and we'll see about Boogie Cousins, I think that's a solid core four. And then eighth, 
I have the Memphis Grizzlies. I think they would have the chance to be higher, but they're going to play probably two months without John Morant. So they'll be making the final push and having to really sprint. I I love the Grizzlies. You know that. If they make the playoffs, I would love that. Um, I did look it up. And I remember now I remember the tweet too. It was Anthony Edwards, the number one overall pick. Ouch. And the, the tweet was roughly, I can't, I don't remember it word for word, but this guy who just got the Supermax just got put into a blender by a guy who doesn't even like basketball. <laughs> I am very interested about the career trajectory of Anthony Edwards. He I is saw, a character. I saw an interview with him. It was like preseason. What I just saw it, but it happened during preseason. They were like, "So, what sports? You know, could you think you could go pro at?" He's like, "Any of them." Any of them. He was like, "They were like naming sports: tennis, yep, golf, yep." Then they just kept like table tennis. Any of them? I'm like, yeah. Okay. He was like, "Anything you need me to do? Anything you need me to do?" He go, at the end he goes cooking. <laughs> Not even sport. He was just like cooking. Yeah, I, I know he might not be. I mean, he's played decent. He might not end up being a stud. I'm all in on Anthony Edwards. Yeah, he, yeah. On Anthony Edwards. I'm betting the house on him that he's going to do something impressive. I think. I think you and I could appreciate him. I feel like the T Wolves probably won't appreciate him as much because you use number one pick and you'd like your number one overall pick to enjoy playing basketball and care, which yeah. sometimes. We don't know if he actually does. So what are you going to do? He can't, he can't I, win them all. From an outsider's perspective who doesn't have to root for him every day, Aaron Baines just, you've got to be kidding me. Shot clock winding down. He, t- he takes a desperation heave from three and makes it. Because why does he, what did I ever do to Aaron Baines that he hates the Sixers? I mean, listen, RIP Tommy Heinsohn, that one of Tommy's famous quotes, Tommy walked into the locker room, saw Aaron, ha- Aaron Baines, and for like five minutes on a Celtics broadcast was talking about talking about his dick <laughs> for like five minutes, just like this 80 year old guy talking about Aaron Baines junk. RIP to the King. And Baines still plugging away. Also, Celtics After. are about to lose this fucking game. I'm going to lose it. So glad that I chose Pacers then, huh? That's As my bad. team. That's rude. That's rude. They're de- the Pacers are down two right now, but like it's, they were just down eight, and I was talking to you, and now they're down two. So I'm not sure what's happening. Oh, well, for me, I think that about does. I, that's everything I got. You got anything else? You got a hot take? Um, I, I, I wish I had a hot take. I think my hot take is. I'm kind of surprised you had the Rockets making the playoffs. I thought that was gonna be my hot take, honestly. <laughs> Sorry. I and then you had them higher than I had them, so it's not even a hot take anymore. God damn it, Aiden. My bad. Um, oh, that, I don't know. Fuck that shot. Let me count. Damn it. How much time's left in that game? Four minutes. Jesus, we got 30 seconds over here. Nah, the Raptors played bump yeah. and grind, slow and fouls, and they're reviewing this shot right now. So did Embiid get that technical? He did. He slammed the ball very high in the air. <laughs> it was it was a well deserved technical, but um, so hey, before we go, let's do this. If a team we didn't name in any conference, which team do you think could you like possibly see making the playoffs that you didn't already name? Who's like a, a potential surprise? All right, here's my hot take because we we just briefly touched on them. I wasn't really paying respect to them though, but the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a feel-good story if Cat had the year of his life so far. Another guy like Sabonis and Oladipo where getting to that point in your career, you're like, all right, take the next step. So if he takes the next step and gets the Timberwolves into the playoffs, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, they're 2-1 and one so far. Or 3-0. Uh, they are 2-1. and one. Um, Also, Cat, like half of his family died from COVID this year, including mm-hmm. his mom. So he's had a tough go. I would really – and I, I love Cat. I would really enjoy it if they made the playoffs. I think that'd be a feel-good story. So that is that is my hot take for this week. I think I, if there was a team who we didn't list who would make it, I would say the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, no, I, I hope that's – I hope we're wrong. I hope the Timberwolves do make it because of that. I do want to mention the 2-1 and one Portland Trailblazers did not make it onto either of our lists, and I'm going to leave it at that. I, I know. I know. 
it'll we'll get destroyed in the comments for it, but they don't play defense. <laughs> I just don't think they're that good. How about that? I don't I just never was sold on them. I remember arguing about this in during the bubble. They just people told me they were gonna sweep the Lakers. <laughs> they did didn't they win uh they won game one and then got blown out. Yeah. All right. So on that note, after we disrespected the entire state of Utah and the city of Portland, we will end the show on that before someone shows up to our house. Uh, thank you for listening. Follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Drunk Off PNR. We post clips every once in a while. You should check them out. They're really funny. You did a good job with them. I'll give you that. Good mustache, good clips. Can't ask more than that. Hopefully the Celtics don't fuck me. <laughs>